gentlemen, this is the Brotherhood. Um, we are coming to you live from Amarillo, Texas, and that brother's name is Brother Brandon Berg. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the Brotherhood, and that brother's name is Vincent Mary Carrasco. Yeah, we're having a, a wonderful time here in Amarillo. It's my hometown, bro. I'm happy to be. We are in your hometown. This is your home place. This is it. Do man. they still know you here? Yeah, some people still know me, you know. Well, every time I call, they let you like, back in. You? Yeah, they let me. They open the gates. <laughs> come in. No. Are the wanted posters up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like, come on in. You can. You can come They're in. stationed at every intersection, waiting for you to return, so they yeah. can haul yeah. you away. But like, it's when it's time to go. It's like, all right, it's time to go. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. But yeah. Get back. So we are at the what's this place? Bishop DeFalco Bishop Retreat, Retreat Center. Center. And we have a very special guest and guest master for our time here guest at Bishop master. DeFalco Center. <laughs> uh, let's let him introduce himself. Go ahead, brother. Say hello. Well, hello there. I'm Brother Bobby Barbato. Bobby. Capuchin. Bobby. Yes. From California. And uh, I was invited here like last year to do some sharing with the brothers. And I know almost all of them from their time when they were in California as novices, mm -hmm. which is really nice to see them uh, moving along. And so I'm delighted to be able to do this today, and this is my first podcast, so I'm excited. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, first time for everything, show. as they yeah. say. Yes. You made it on the show <laughs> podcast. Well, yeah, well, it's great yeah. to have you. It's, um, yeah, just seeing you uh, reminds me of living in California for a year and how great that was. and. Just uh, uplifting for fraternity and for prayer and spirituality and just entering the Capuchin Order, the novitiate, of course, is a very special time. So, Yeah, mm -hmm. may maybe we could just add that um, in California, we have San Lorenzo um, near Santa Barbara. That's our San Lorenzo Seminary. It's our novitiate where all the friars, when they come into the order, they spend a year there mm -hmm. uh, in intense prayer and discernment. So all the brothers here have done that uh, earlier in their Capuchin life, and we're hoping, I was part of the team for five years, and hoping that we had a good influence on them. From mm -hmm. what I see of the brothers here, I think it worked out well so far. It's working. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. It's working. Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. So it's, it's good is. to have you here with us. Uh, Bobby's right now is doing our, uh, we have an annual formation retreat here in Amarillo, and so last year we had him out here and did a, a couple workshops. You were doing uh, Franciscan spirituality and like the conversion of Francis. The admonitions last year. The admonitions yeah. of the, Francis. Um, the testament, I'm sorry. The testament, the testament of, of Saint Francis, Francis, yeah. And so this year, yeah, we're having him back and he's doing a little Bonaventure twist for us, theology of, the, of his word and uh, Francis. And so that's, yeah. Yeah, I was, asked, I was asked by... Uh, Brother Chris Gama, who's who's organized this whole thing to work, especially to talk about preaching, mm -hmm. you know, is such a important part of Franciscan life and Capuchin Franciscan specifically. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a great experience so far. Yeah, man, it's been, there's a whole new, yeah, there's a whole new, like, world underneath all of that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you've opened up a lot of yeah, topics. That Good. Was, that was cool. So let's uh, talk about, uh, you mentioned the novitiate, and we all kind of had our time there, and um, you mentioned you were there for like five years on the staff there. So, so what's 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 going on now in the Bobby, Bobby B world? What do you what are you up to now? And well, I worked in I worked in the novitiate until um, 2017, and then I moved up for a year to our house up in Berkeley, 
uh, where the guy's from Navishit for our province. I'm from the province of California, Our Lady of Angels. Um, the guys will go up to Berkeley. That's where they do studies and continue their formation. So I was there for about a year, but then uh, Capuchin life being what it is, we move around quite a bit. So yeah. after about a year and a half, um, I was asked to come down to Mission Santa Inez. And it's back in the same valley. Mission Santa Inez is about nine miles from where the Novitiate is. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to be pastor there. And so for the last, it'll be actually two years on January 15th that I've been back there. Nice. So I love living in the valley, and it's nice also to be near the Novitiate. I still go out there and do some mm -hmm. classes with the novices. Cool. And then, of course, we have, there's four of us friars living at the parish and uh, mm. taking care of our parish work. And uh, Mission San Inez is one of the original 21 California missions. It was mm -hmm. the 19th, one of the last ones founded. Um, and it's often called the hidden gem of the mm -hmm. missions. And it's really beautiful. I mean, it's it's the thing I like about it is it's a very historical place, yeah. and yet also a very active parish. Mm -hmm. I mean, life it's it's still doing what it was founded for, mm -hmm. and uh, I really love that part of it. Cool, that is neat. Yeah, I remember that. I spent some time there, and it was it was a parish. It was a museum. <laughs> it was a tourist site. It was a gift shop. It was a church. <laughs> it yes. was a pit stop. It was a. It was just it's all these amazing things. Yeah, it no. was. Uh, well, well, one of the amazing things about it, and you guys would remember that, uh, so the town right next to the mission is called Solvang, oh, yeah. and it's actually Danish. You know, it was founded originally by Danish uh, dairy farmers, and so we have this Spanish mission, but if you cross the wall and go mm -hmm. next door, all of a sudden you're in all these Danish <laughs> shops I with know. Danish, yes. really, which it, the, the odors uh, sometimes float over to the mission mm. and are very tempting. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's a very interesting reality. And actually this last week, which is where I came out here, the week between <laughs> Christmas and New Year, was crazy in town. There oh, were more oh. people than I have ever seen wow. in Solvang. So and so of course a lot of them come over to the, to the mm. mission too. Uh, but yeah, there were tourists all over the place, and and uh, interestingly, at the in Solvang, the city council is trying to do more promotion, so they had more Christmas events, and they had mm. this thing called um, what was it called? Drone? Uh, it was Aurora Dronealis, and they they had a hundred drones with different colored lights on them, and they were flying, and they were up in the sky doing all these different shapes. There was a, you know, Whoa. they had a present, they did, uh, you know, Santa and his sleigh, they even had a Rudolph with a little red oh, it was nose. Like a, like a light show. Yeah, with drones. yeah, with ah, drones. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the That's amount cool. of programming Whoa. it did, but it was beautiful. And that is neat. Yes, there's a lot of things going on there. <laughs> and of course, in the parish, we had, we had the, the challenge of trying to keep Advent with everything going on mm. for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And of course, now it's Christmas, so we've got all our decorations still up. Yeah. In fact, we'll keep them up until the 13th. Sure. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So how was that transition from formation staff to pastor of a pretty busy, busy, busy place? mission? Huh. Well, it probably helped me a little bit that I moved out up, up to Berkeley for mm -hmm. a little bit. But, you know, I've been a Capuchin for 42 years now. And, mm -hmm. you know, in that time, I've done a lot of transitions. I mean, mm -hmm. in fact, my time at the Novitiate was the longest I lived in any place. Really? I was actually living there for seven years. Wow! And that was the longest I ever lived in any place for one, you know, for one stretch. Wow! So I've discovered mm -hmm. that transitions—they're hard, but you know, you get kind of used to. You just my my my. I guess th th what helps me so much is just here I am now. So mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I love San Lorenzo, and I like going back out there. And I had a wonderful seven years. 
out there and work in the novitiate, but that's not where I am now. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, that's part of my experience. Mm -hmm. So right now working in the parish, um, again, there's four of us there. So it's nice to have a community. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we try to do our ministries really as a community. Oh, great. So, you know, even in parishes, you know, uh, the ideal is not, you know, just one guy out there, mm -hmm. but us working together. Of course, one of us has to be pastor, and that's my, my job right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the people there are just really great. And I think they really, you know, they love the, the Capuchins. They love having us there, and we love being there. We've been at Mission San Inez for... 95 years now. 90. Yeah, it'll be 100 years in, in a little while. Here. Yeah. Wow, awesome. We came there in 1924. So. Beautiful. That would be a big celebration, though. Well, yeah. yeah, well, if I'm still there, I'm going to try Ooh, to make sure. I, I, yeah. was, <laughs> I, was, I was actually there before, and the last time I was there was 75. Uh, so. Okay. Sweet. So we got to mark We're that. Put that 75-year yeah. party to shame. We have a 100-year Yes, a 100-year party is even right. bigger. That's, <laughs> that's something to celebrate. Yeah. yeah awesome. Wow. But I think one of the things... Uh, that helps me is is I'm you know I'm enjoying the parish ministry and there's a lot of great uh, blessings and gifts but I'm also glad I still have a chance so I still go out to San Lorenzo and do mm -hmm. some teaching for the novices mm -hmm. uh, teaching about the prayers of St. Francis and also I'll be doing the Bonaventure course which I oh, always great. love uh, but then that's why I'm able I'm glad I'm able to do something like this when uh, Brother Chris Gama invited me out it was like um, I was very happy to be able to say yes because um, it really gives me life to be able to reflect on these things with the brothers. I'm mm -hmm. hopefully it's yeah. you guys have found it uh, yeah. helpful, but I always find it helpful to me because when I have to talk about it, then I have to think about it. When I have to think about it, I have to pray about it. Sure, and it really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I was actually thinking about that when you were giving your presentation. It's like because there's a lot of times when you know we're asked to give a talk or like some kind of testimony for like a youth group or anything, and it's like okay, I'm preparing this talk. I'm preparing you know the material. And then, you know, just by writing it down or like typing it up or whatever, whatever we do to get ready. And it's like all that is helping. Like, yes, yeah, because I have to say something to get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To understand what I'm actually. Gonna yeah, well, that's and, and one of the yeah. things that I found in giving talks like here or the other ones, or even when I was teaching classes in Novitiate is sometimes you don't make the connections until you're talking about it, and all of a sudden yeah. you'll have this slide that says, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this connects with that. Mm. That's right. So, you know, I mean, you know, sitting and studying and reading is very, very important. But there is something about when you're interacting with it yeah. mm -hmm. that really brings it alive. And I'm just very grateful to God for that. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I was thinking even when I'm teaching, I don't think I don't think I would consider it academic teaching so much as I feel like I'm preaching. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> preaching mm -hmm. preaching on the topic and obviously trying to cover, you know, the yeah. right amount of mm -hmm. material. But wow. even when I was with the novices, my main uh my main goal was how is this material gonna help you guys? Mm -hmm. You know, how's this gonna help you in your discernment? How's it gonna help you in your catfish in life? Mm -hmm. So yes, giving you the information was important, but I also want to make why is this information relevant? Yeah. And again, when I was sharing that with you it was coming back to me. Why is this relevant for my life also? Right. Yeah, yeah that's because um, I've reflected on your class. I mean, on your time speaking and it, it doesn't have it doesn't it feels more like a homily or a preaching event than an actual. Even though we're sitting in chairs behind desks and you're in front with the blackboard <laughs> or the whiteboard, it doesn't it's not it doesn't have that same sort of classroom feel to it. So. Yeah, it's good to hear you say that because that's how I feel. So 
Yeah, and th awesome. th that that's been my experience, at least from my side. But it's also good to hear it, mm -hmm. hear it back because, um, well, I think that's one of the reasons why even like in the parish, one of the one of the powerful moments for me is always is preaching. Mm -hmm. uh, we preach at the weekday masses, obviously, mm -hmm. usually a, a shorter little homily, and mm -hmm. then of course we preach on Sundays. Sure. And again, th the question that I always ask is, you know. What is God saying to us, you know, through these readings today? And what are what are what does God want me to share with the people? Not because I'm telling them, you know, from my my knowledge, but you know, using the knowledge that I have, yeah, and making those connections. And I think I told you guys this at the beginning of these talks. But the amazing thing to me is not only sometimes really feeling the Spirit myself, you know, moving moving through me and and saying things that I never actually even thought I was oh, saying. Yeah. But then also, you know, how many times people come up to me and they've heard what they need to hear, even if mm. it's not necessarily what I think I was saying. You right. know, they say, oh, Father, when you said this, that was great. you know, yeah, that was great. That was perfect. Right. That was what I really needed. Mm. And I'll say, oh, that's great. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah. I never said I didn't that. say that <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> happened to me so many times, yeah. you know. When so. your side point becomes their, like, major motivation for another week. Right. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, or just some point in yeah. their life. But, but yeah. see, that's the encouraging thing, because when you think about it, especially on a Sunday Mass, you're preaching, you know, there may be a couple oh, yeah. hundred people out there. Yeah, all ages. And, and, y and if you have to worry about, how do I make sure I get enough of my points that covers everybody? You're going to go crazy. Yeah, right? you, you miss the <laughs> so it's like you do what you can, but you also say, but okay, Holy Spirit, you help yeah. people hear what yeah. they need to hear. Amen. And it happens so many times. I'm just, you know, like Amen. I said, I'm, I'm amazed at the way that works. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that kind of side of it. Like what, what, what do you do personally to prepare for like those types of, you know that 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 those homilies are like you know getting in tune with the spirit. Like, what do you do personally to kind of help? Well, I've I've done I've done different things over time. I mean, I, I have to admit now with the amount of um, things going on and everything, I you know used to be like you know they recommend you sit down on Monday and do all this study and all this <laughs> background. And I, and and I would like to tell you I do that. Sure. <laughs> and if anybody from my parish is listening, I'm sorry, but you have to hear the truth. It doesn't work out that way. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I try, I do try to, um, you know, one of the things that helps me is I need to write a reflection for the bulletin mm -hmm. on the Monday for the oh. next Sunday. Yeah. So I do the read, I, so I do do the readings and, and mm -hmm. know what's coming up and, and, sure, and reflect on them that it. way. Um, but a lot of it, again, I, I really try to ask the question, you know, what is it, Lord, you know, that you want us to hear? Mm -hmm. And it's amazing sometimes the connection is sometimes it's really interesting because sometimes it'll be early and it'll develop over the week. And then sometimes I get to Saturday and it's like, OK, Lord, what is it? <laughs> but I'm running out of time here, Lord. Come on. But the Lord, the Lord comes through, I'll tell you, because yeah. there'll be a point. That all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's the that's kind of the gateway. Yeah. And so, and then one of the things I've been, I, I, I've been doing, um, so for Sundays, but even for weekdays, what I've been doing is the first thing I do when I, when I get up um, is I, the, the bishop's website has an audio mm, for the sure. readings of the day. Right. So that's the first thing I do. I push that audio <laughs> and listen wow. to those readings. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that, that that's a very helpful way to begin mm. the day. Yeah. And... I guess the thing that I really ask the Lord is like, what are the connections here? What, what, what? Again, because to my mind, I don't just want to explain like, 
the background of scripture, obviously, I want to bring what I know, yeah. and you know, you you want to bring all the theology and all sure. the things you've studied over Exegesis, the years. Yeah. But I want to bring that so that people can say, "Oh, that's what I can do with it. That's mm -hmm. how I can live my life." Because right. you know, otherwise, you know, it doesn't matter if you know, you know, the Greek word for for you know, sure. for charity. If you don't know how you're to challenged to live that and do it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and the one thing that I found, I haven't. It isn't so much here, but I, it just, just is funny because I used to be for a while. I was stationed at our parish in Watts, St. Lawrence. Mm, yeah. And every Sunday we would have the gospel mm. mass. They had a gospel choir, mm. beautiful mm -hmm. gospel mm -hmm. choir. Yeah. But at St. Lawrence, when I would, and I loved celebrating that mass, but mm. when I'd preach at that mass, I would get immediate interaction. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, and, 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 and I, would do that, I would do that. I would do that. I would reach out. I, I said it kind of channeled my inner Baptist because nice, I was, yes. you know, <laughs> here I was. But, and there, but just one powerful thing that happened, and I didn't. I didn't plan this at all. And I told the people that because so I'm preaching there and I'm saying, you know, and sometimes God comes into our life in, you know, unexpected ways and, 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 and just kind of takes us. And all of a sudden this guy walks right into the church and he was, he oh. was there every Sunday and mm. he was, he was, and Father Peter, who was a pastor then would always <laughs> give him $5. And if Peter wasn't there, I would give it to him. Uh -huh. So he walked in and he said, right when I said, and God sometimes talks to us in unexpected <laughs> ways. Father Peter here. <laughs> God is that you? And, and I said, no, but I'll 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 see you, Jimmy, after mass. So don't worry, we'll yeah. we'll take care of you. Oh, okay. And then I had to turn to the people. I said, I didn't plan that. <laughs> wow. But you know that, and it is, and I have found that the interaction, even so, at Watts, it was a little bit more open and dramatic. But even yeah. at the mission, you know, when you're when you're preaching, when you when you see people's faces. Sometimes nodding, sometimes you know, looking quizzical or something. It does help you because you're you realize you're speaking to people. You're not. Yeah. See, that to me is the difference between giving a sermon and preaching to people. It's it's like how do you gauge this? And it's not mm -hmm. like I'm going to change everything just if one person doesn't. But on the other hand, it energizes me and also says to me, how is is this? Yeah. Is mm. this going like even when you know if your jokes work or not? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, people aren't laughing. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, you know, they're, they're, a lot of times they do, but every once in a while you say something, you think, "Here's a great punchline," and you say it, and they're all like looking yeah. at you, like, "Okay, what's uh, going on?" Uh, okay, well, that one didn't go. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me try another one. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Yeah. So you a, have your your uh, background in Bonaventure specifically, right? Or how? Well, what happened was, is uh, you know, I I did my. Um, my MA and my MDiv, uh, Master of Divinity, Master of Theology, and I'm in theology. Okay. And then I started doing some studies at St. Bonaventure University, where mm -hmm. they have Franciscan studies. And I learned some about mm -hmm. Bonaventure. Mm -hmm. But what really happened that, that really helped me with Bonaventure was I was at uh, the Catholic University of America uh -huh. in Washington, D.C., and taking some classes, uh, spirituality classes. And I had one from Regis Armstrong, our Ooh. brother. Um, and he gave he he parceled out and i thank god for this he parceled out from bonaventure's what's called the legenda mayor yeah. or the major life of saint francis what i've been sharing with you guys mm -hmm. this weekend bonaventure wrote this uh not just as a biography but as a spirituality a spiritual guide and so he gave us different chapters in that work mm -hmm. and he gave me chapter 12 which is the one i was talking oh, to you yeah. about today about francis's preaching i love that man and, you know, I had always read that life as kind of a nice life, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a nice biography, but I never really saw 
the themes that Bonaventure was doing, but as I was doing my paper on chapter 12 and then relating it to the rest of the work, I started to see yeah. the beautiful way that it's not, so as I told you today, this is, this is something St. Bonaventure was able to work on all these different levels. So his life of St. Francis is a beautiful meditation if you just want to be edified and mm -hmm. read about a saint. It's also an important guide for us as friars and how do we live this vision right. that Francis gave us. And then also, as I've been sharing with you uh, these days, you know, Bonaventure is also saying, and see how this is for important for the life of the church. But he put it in such a structure. The only thing I can compare it with, and, and, and Regis had mentioned this, and, and the more I think about it, and of course now we lately are, are praying for the restoration, but while Bonaventure was writing this, Mm -hmm. I, in Paris, they were they were constructing Notre Dame Cathedral, oh, wow. and the friars were just on the other side of the river. So Bonaventure would have been watching all this. Yeah. And what I what his so a lot of his works, but especially his his life of Saint Francis, are like a cathedral in the sense of each individual part has its own beauty, but it's also constructed so that they all work together. So when you look at a cathedral, you can look at one tower and say, mm -hmm. you know, that tower in itself is nice, but these two towers work together with the front of the church and sure. the whole structure. The giant windows. Yeah, and that's, you know, so to me, Bonaventure mm. is a very holy, uh. you know, he's a saint, but he's also a genius. And I wanted mm -hmm. to tell uh, Brother Lucas here because he told me, you know, he's trying to uh, do some of his Latin to keep up his Latin. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even the way Bonaventure constructs, because Latin can be a very... Um, it's almost like construct. I mean, it's it's a living language when it was being used, but it's also very structured. Yeah. And the way Bonaventure writes some of his sentences, mm -hmm. and you can do this in Latin. You can't always do this in English. You know, English has its own genius, but mm -hmm. in Latin, he constructs it so well that right in the center is the main point, and everything uh, else kind of fans out either way. Wow. And yeah. it works. It's it's just you know. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> it's cool. Man, bro. They don't call him St. Bonaventure for nothing. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> nice. Just like that yeah. chapter that you read. Doctor of the Church. The chapter 12. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, Brandon and I looked at each other. We're like, what? Yeah. yeah. I think drop. I did like the mic drop symbol. Yeah, like, yeah that yeah. was that was it. Just well, that you know, you know the, interesting, the interesting thing, I mean, so Bonaventure was in the, the 13th century, and he was a contemporary of St. Thomas Aquinas, mm -hmm. you know, who were both very brilliant. And, of course, most people would have heard of St. Thomas Aquinas, maybe not so many of Bonaventure, mm -hmm. but they each contributed their own genius and their own way of approaching theology. And Bonaventure, of course, was very affected by St. Francis. You know, so it was, it was, you know, good scholastic theology, but it was also very much influenced by the way Francis uh, looked at things and by being a Franciscan. And my frustration with St. Bonaventure is trying to find... <laughs> I've been you know, looking for a statue of St. Bonaventure <laughs> or an image. I mean, I went to Italy. I went to Italy, and I went to the little town where St. Bonaventure is from oh called yeah. Vanno Reggio. There's not much there. Oh, well, yeah, not only is there not much there, but I went to the gift shop there, <laughs> yeah. and there are like 5,000 St. Francis's. <laughs> no Bonaventure. And I said, where's Bonaventure? This is where he's from. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I have a statue now. Oh. That comes from Mexico because there's ah. a town in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, near one of our houses oh, in nice. the hills, and the name of the town is San Buenaventura. So yeah. the name of the church in that town 
is San Buenaventura, St. Bonaventure, and they were celebrating their 100-something anniversary. And so they have a statue in the church of St. Bonaventure, and they made little copies. Mm, and so, so yeah. Brother David down there, oh, who's, got he, he got me one. It's like, cool. wow, this is fantastic. Because <laughs> like I said, it's, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, he is a yeah. lesser-known... Even amongst ourselves, you know, yeah. we don't even know what to do with them sometimes. But well, mm-hmm. it's re- there's really kind of a renewal now, yeah, um, in 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 appreciating and trying to uh, bring forward. And again, the interesting thing is, it's not, you know, some people want to say it's it's well the contrast between Bonaventure and Aquinas. Well, they had very different um, sure. approaches to theology, mm-hmm. but <coughs> it's not like you know. This one is completely right, and this one completely wrong. It's right. like they complement each other; they really yeah. help. I mean, because like different cathedrals, but exactly, still, yeah, still and both Catholic beautiful, church, and, right. and 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 still both built helping on Jesus, you. Still Catholic, yeah. still gorgeous, yeah. But one, yeah, yeah. different shape, or yeah, yeah. they're, they're just, not the same. I wanted to share just one day because I studied my theology with the Dominicans in, in mm. Berkeley, Dominican School of Philosophy and Theology, and I'm very grateful. I had some great teachers, but you know, we did a lot of the Summa. Mm-hmm, sure. And you know the summa can be rather plodding. I mean, it's so huge. And but I do remember the day, and I just appreciated it because it was one day when I forg- and I can't even remember which question it was, but it was <laughs> some theological question. <laughs> and the way Thomas writes is yeah. like, "Here are the objections to it." Yeah. And I'm reading these objections, saying, "Yeah, those are pretty solid objections." Pretty <laughs> and yeah. then he gives his answer. Yeah. And it, the first time in my life, it wasn't just some medieval textbook. It was like. This man is brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is an absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. Christian answer to that question. That's cool. Yeah. And it completely changed my way of looking. Mm. So when I look at Aquinas and look at Bonaventure, it's, it, it is. It's like bookends. You know, it's like here's, mm. here's, here's different ways to approach theology, but it's not, you know, the rich treasure of our faith is so great mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. it, you can't capture it with one or the sure, other. But no, so yeah. the more you bring to the table. Yeah, let's mine the whole field. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's to me, that's the gift of the church, like the religious orders mm-hmm. and spiritualities. I mean, I, I, you know, I was called and I feel very strongly and very happy as a Capuchin Franciscan. And I've grown in that. But I, you know, I admire Dominicans, Jesuits, all the other different, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, Carmelites. I have some very good friends who are discalced Carmelites nice. and all the different. Um, Approaches all to the same Lord Jesus, but yeah, you know right. all, the, all these different ways different to ways. express yeah. different the things to focus on. Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple of things I wanted to say. Uh, well, one thing about you, and one thing to you. Uh, something you said just a minute ago reminded me um, when we when in my during my novitiate class. Uh, well, because it's the Christmas season right now, and we asked you uh, for permission to go to Santa Barbara on Christmas Day. <laughs> and you said yes. <laughs> so like five of us got in the van and we went to uh, Christmas Mass at uh, Santa Barbara Mission and uh, Keenan Osborne preached ah. and he's from there and was baptized mm-hmm. there and it was just the most beautiful, simplest thing. And then we went to the beach for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we California, go to the beach on Christmas. Yeah. I know, yeah. Cause, <laughs> and I didn't even have to put sunscreen on because the sun was so low in the sky. And it was just, it was one of the most beautiful days of my whole entire life. And yeah, so thank you for that permission. Oh. And the other thing about you is that um, you're a fantastic letter writer. And I've probably gotten 15 or 20 letters from you in the last eight years. So it's probably one or two a year. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, it's great to uh, always receive those little handwritten notes from you. I was wondering if there's any kind of uh, how that got started in your life. Well, I was. It, it's it's funny you mentioned that because along with my prep, my uh, 
materials now for these talks and everything. I brought <laughs> I brought my Christmas cards because <laughs> I sure. Um, <laughs> well, two things. One is 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 I love to write, mm. and the second thing is is always felt that connection. You know that when you write something by your hand, it really gives you that connection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the things, I, and this happens to me at Christmas time, it's just it's one of those times when you realize because sometimes you can go through your life and wonder, you know, does anybody care? Or who's right, and then yeah. at Christmas time, I realize there's all these people that I've had all these mm -hmm. connections with that is just so wonderful. So it's you know, so and and, and especially all you guys that that you know I've, I've worked with or been with or known yeah. from the novitiate. And I like to just be able to keep up. And I know it's kind of a lost, getting to be a lost art, but I hope mm -hmm. it never gets to be. Yeah, no, we got to bring it back. Because yeah, we got to bring it back. I mean, keep it alive. Yeah. It reminds me one thing, though, but I, one of the novices one to me, came to me once. This is one of the earlier classes, I'm not sure, a year after you. Mm -hmm. And I, I had left him a note, and he didn't <laughs> follow up on it. So oh, I said oh. to him, I said, well, what <laughs> happened, brother? You know, I left you a note about that. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't read cursive. And if you'd hit me with a hammer, that would have been just as bad. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so keep up. Listen. Yes. Learn cursive. Yeah. <laughs> Reading and writing of it. Reading yeah. and writing, because Bonaventure <laughs> wants you to write. <laughs> so speaking of Christmas, uh, any thoughts or reflections on this Christmas season? Anything strike you as pastor or getting to travel out here, or any new reflections on the Francis and Greccio? Or I think did they. Christmas to me is always such an important, I, I think the important thing, and of course, we, like I said, we keep trying to balance, you know, what I think is Advent is such a beautiful time mm. to kind of get yourself starting to focus. Mm -hmm. And of course, one of the things that we have in California, and especially at the mission, is we have a lot of Guadalupe. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then we have the Immaculate Conception. Our, Our Lady dominates December. Yeah. She dominates. Which is <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. I love because she's the, the one time. that, she's the one that leads us you know, ladies, we have this beautiful um, painting in our church of the nativity. Mm -hmm. And the author, uh, the painter really knew what he was doing because the light radiates in the painting from the Christ child. Wow. So you've got the Christ child in the, in the um, manger and the light, and then you've got Mary, and then you have Joseph, and then you have the shepherds. But that, the, the really light, the center of that painting. But the one thing I noticed is it was painted in Mexico, and this is like from the... 1700s because that's when they, they brought these paintings up to the missions oh, yeah. but as a model for Our Lady adoring mm. the Christ child he used Our Lady of Guadalupe oh. Oh. so that kind of made that alive for me oh. too again that you know I guess every Christmas is, wow. is, is reminding you know Our Lady is real you know mm. St. Joseph is real the mm -hmm. baby is real and we also have this beautiful nativity set that, that uh, Father Cyril years ago he's, he's passed away God God rest him, but he had delighted to set it up. And he, it's one of these <laughs> things where, you know, you've got shepherds and you've got, you know, their fire and you've got, and then you've got, you know, hippopotamuses yeah. and yeah, yeah, <laughs> elephants. And he's, <laughs> he's hiding. Every year there was something new. There's uh, a cowboy over here yeah. and everything. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, that's great because that's what, it, that's yeah. what it's about. It's not, it's, it is a historical thing, but it's not just that. It's also, sure. it's also now. It happened, but it's still alive. Yeah, it's happened, yeah. but it's still alive. We were um, talking about that on the last episode, just the variety of the nativity set and, you know, the process that we go through in the mm -hmm. priory site and it all mm -hmm. up and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so just 
Yeah. Well, one of the neat things um, in Greccio, so Greccio is the place where St. Francis, you know, oh, yeah. set up that, that first Christmas crib and you've mm -hmm. got the cave and that's powerful to pray there. But then they have a museum and they have creches oh, yeah. from all oh, over yeah. the world. So you see the creativity the of bringing styles. the reality of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. that's such a neat thing. It is. Yeah, I, uh, I've been there and it is really cool from like little tiny ones that like yeah. could fit on like a penny to like. Yeah, the big ones big that fill up half the room and all the different uh, ethnicities that are represented in those. Well, really somebody gave us the other day, it was a walnut, <coughs> a real walnut oh, shell. Yeah. And you like open it, and inside there's this <laughs> little Whoa. Mary Joseph and the baby. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Awesome. I mean, the amount of time to, to awesome. do that, but that was, that was yeah. great. So, so we get a, 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 at least a few friars that listen to our podcast. So I'm wondering for, from you, Bobby, if there's anything you would want to say to friars in general or any sort of dream for the Capuchin order in the next decade? Well, I mean, I think back, you know, I think back to uh, that scriptural, you know, one of the most uh, repeated verses in scripture and also uh, Pope St. Pope John Paul II the, the used, uh, used this for one of the great encyclicals, but be not afraid. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's you know, nice. and I look at, you know, there are challenges and in our own times, but I guess to me, one of the great gifts of studying history mm. is to say, you know, the Lord works through all this. This is not the absolute worst. <laughs> it's bad sometimes, but <laughs> right. it's not the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more, so like even looking at Bonaventure and St. Francis is like these visions are still living visions. They're not, mm. you know, this isn't something in, in the dust, dustbin of history. And especially when you see how people still respond, you know, to St. Francis and a lot of the mm. different uh, aspects of our Franciscan uh, spirituality. And let's face it, you know, we have a pope now who took that name. Yeah. Uh, so I think what I would say, you know, and to myself also is, you know, trust that the Lord will lead us where we need to go. I think we do our part and then we kind of step aside and let God take it, uh, not to despair. Uh, Wherever the Lord will lead, however it's going to be, but, um, you know, it's such a great gift we've been given of this vocation and, and the brothers, and I've just seen so many different, uh, so many different gifts that come to me, and mm -hmm. I appreciate this gift of being able to come and share with you guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't want us to forget that, because we can wow. get cynical about things, and Yay, you know, we don't you. want to. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Stay grateful for the gifts and the calling, and... Yeah. keep fostering those as best we can and yeah certain i know things like this uh, i don't know if it's uh like cynical but i just y you know everyday life is a lot and then you forget that how much of a history we have as friars and how amazing our calling is and then then you get to come to something like this and it's like okay you know let's yeah. let's revive let's do this yeah. again let's focus yeah. on what god's calling us to do in yeah. the moment so and that's the i mean the beautiful thing i'm mean, thinking just the way we ended today mm -hmm. you know even Francis of Assisi, he had to take that time away because he had to recharge too. <coughs> so, you know, yeah. you know, I think sometimes, I always think sometimes we think, what I love about Francis is because sometimes we think of saints as like, well, from the very beginning they had everything together and they knew exactly. <gasps> and you, you read the life of Francis and you realize, you know, a lot of it was flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> and there were times when he says, I don't know what the heck to do. Yeah. And that's great because that's yeah. where I find myself sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. we're following somebody who was very real and who yeah. didn't always know what he was yeah. doing, but the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. did great things. Yeah, and I think he yeah. gives us that model, too, of turning back to the Word of God and turning back to prayer and turning back to silence and yeah. you know, listening How and waiting for the next word. Yeah, how important those things are, yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. Well, that's my favorite part of Francis. Yeah. But, oh, what man. do you think, brother Vinny? I love it, bro. It's great to have you with us, yeah. Bobby. It's a great yeah. opportunity. I, my first podcast, and I hope not my last. That's right. Oh, we'll, we'll have you back on. The, yeah, we'll have you back on the. Yeah, maybe show, next man. year. Okay, great. Yeah, same time, same place. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Well, and I'd like to say <laughs> to anybody listening, God bless you, and have a wonderful, uh, grace filled two thousand and twenty, and just know that we all walk together in the same Lord. Amen. Well, thanks Amen. for being our guest, Father. Bobby Barbato of HimCap from California, and this is Brother Brandon and Brother Vinny. All right. We'll see, see you next time. God bless. God bless. Guys. <laughs>